The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 176. It's just me, Lefty and Red, or uh, on assignment. <laughs> uh, some weeks ago, I had a guest on this show by the name of Jeremy Hambly. He is a YouTuber who uh, runs the Unsleeved Media channel on YouTube that deals with uh, the gaming industry, most notably uh, Magic the Gathering games and stuff like that. And also uh, the other YouTube channel, The Quartering, which is more of a social commentary uh, 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 channel. Uh, And covered all that when he was on the show. Uh, I did some artwork for him, and uh, he has a t-shirt shop at Crypto Fashion. You can go there at CryptoFashion.com, that's C-R-Y-P-T-O, Fashion, and look up the store there on that page, The Quartering, and you'll find his shirts there, where several of which are adorned with my artwork that uh, I sold him. Uh, Recently, I gave him a piece that, uh, free of charge, because, well, something... Uh, terrible happened uh, to Jeremy. He went to a, a gaming convention called Gen Con in, uh, uh, where was this? Oh, Indianapolis, Indiana. And he, uh, he well, he went there and attended and all this sort of stuff and then went to a bar to, uh, with some uh, friends, I guess, to meet some people and stuff like that. And this guy approached him and beat him, um, attacked him. Uh, some other people had to grab the guy and pull him off of uh, Jeremy. Uh, total sucker punch. The guy was nuts, screaming he wanted to kill him. Uh, uh, punched out a window at this bar and then left. Uh, interestingly enough, the bar didn't want to get involved, didn't want the police called or anything, despite the fact that the guy vandalized their property. I don't really know what that's about, but uh, Jeremy did file a police report and uh, will be pursuing uh, legal damages uh, against this man. Uh, he has been identified... Uh, he's a man who owned a gaming store in, uh, oh, damn it, where, oh, Connecticut. And, uh, well, uh, Jeremy may very well end up owning that store. <laughs> uh, Ethan Van Skyver of uh, DC Comics fame and currently soon to be of Cyberfrog fame, he uh, successfully raised over a half a million dollars for his comic book Cyberfrog on Indiegogo. Well, uh, he managed to set up a a GoFundMe page for uh, Jeremy Hambly. It's GoFundMe Justice for Jeremy with a goal of raising $10,000. As I'm taping this, it's well over (laughs) $11,000. So uh, this will be for the legal costs of Jeremy to uh, pursue a lawsuit against this man. And uh, so, uh, yeah, should, should he win... This guy may have to hand over his store uh, and any other assets in order to pay off this debt. Um, So, uh, yeah, this guy uh, was looking at his social media while it was still there. He closed a lot of it down. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, If you were innocent and someone was wrongfully accusing you of committing a crime like this, you think you would want to get the information out there. 
Unless, of course, you're guilty and you want to hide. Boy, sure looks suspicious, but of course, innocent till proven guilty. So allegedly, this man uh, attacked him. Uh, quite the social justice warrior type, uh, you know, uh, putting up uh, posts. He's a justice of the peace as well. <laughs> justice of the peace. And uh, prided himself on marrying uh, couples, including gay couples, which is all fine and everything. But uh, he was really uh, uh, excited about an idea that he was he was offering to marry people for free uh, if they were illegal aliens <laughs> because uh, he really wanted to stick it to uh, racist garbage like Trump, as he put it. So... You can see where the guy's coming from. Apparently, there was some Twitter discourse between him and some others about Jeremy coming to the convention and uh, that he wanted to uh, attack him because he uh, said some disparaging things about Anita Sarkeesian. And, well, that set this guy off. So, um, so apparently, that's a narrative that's going around that might have been uh, his uh, motivation, but it is premeditated. I mean, he sought out the man, he asked for his name and then started attacking him. So that's enough there to put premeditation in the assault amongst the charges that he'll face. Uh, but, uh, the point of the matter is regardless of what Jeremy said on Twitter, what videos he did on YouTube, uh, there is no justification for this. Now, there are people coming out and saying he got what he deserved because they don't like his politics. Look, an argument is not a fight. An argument is an argument. They are two different things. When you have an argument, you make your point. The other guy makes his counterpoint. And the best one wins based on logic, reason, and so forth in the, throughout the discourse. You don't just, when you're losing and you have nothing to go with, that's when it gets crazy and you might go violent. Uh, in the case of uh, the hard left, there is no logic. If you follow the logic on any of their ideas, it falls apart. So a lot of times they can't handle it and things like this happen. Uh, so, uh, but a lot of this is seen like you always punch a Nazi and this guy was very proud of wearing punch a Nazi t-shirts. Now you think, well, of course, wouldn't you? I mean, they're evil. Well, yes, but there aren't any Nazis. <laughs> Unless you want to go over to the Middle East and fight in the wars over there where you have Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and ISIS and whatnot. Uh, there are your Nazis of our day. But uh, I don't see any people of this mindset rushing over there. Quite the contrary. They seem to defend uh, but that's their culture, and that's how they see it. Uh, very bizarre. They enjoy uh, hating their own neighbors uh, because typically they're soft targets. So uh, the guy's nuts. Uh, he can't handle reality. He can't handle arguments that he can't defeat, and he, he can't deal with it, so he turns violent. Uh, if he had the winning argument, he could have had a discussion with Jeremy, probably could have pulled a chair up and they could have said, in fact, Jeremy had done a live stream with a communist. <laughs> they had a, a fairly decent discussion. Uh, you know, just because they don't agree with each other doesn't mean they ended up uh, locking horns. Uh, so that's what you do. And you present your case. And when, when you put it out on a public forum, like a video on YouTube and stuff like that, the people watching this, they decide. But in the mind of SJWs like this man who attacked uh, Jeremy, 
That, no, 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 no. Everyone has to be forced to be his idea of good. When you're forced to be good, you're not good. <laughs> you have to win over with the argument. And this guy doesn't present one. He just attacks. And uh, the bizarre, blatant, naked irony here is that these people constantly go on about, I'm against fascism, and yet they engage in it every time. Uh, fascism is a means where power is achieved through force. And that's uh, what they've always done. You look through all the history of fascism from its beginnings uh, throughout its history, and that's what you're going to see. Um, so you've had people like this guy from The Nerdist uh, praising this. I think it's Ben McShane it was his name. And uh, saying, he's happy a Nazi got punched. Um, as if Ben McShane declares who is and who isn't a Nazi. Uh, well, the guy who punched him uh, kind of meets the description there. Uh, but of course, well, well, no, he's a member of my tribe. Um, this is another thing where uh, these people tend to call themselves progressive, but there's nothing progressive about it. They regress, they devolve, and soon it even gets down to grunting and screaming and throwing feces. Uh, this is uh, incredible. And again, this too is naked to see. <laughs> and yet, never aware of this. No self-awareness whatsoever. Uh, very angry, uh, raw uh, emotion to the point of savagery, certainly in this case. And so you can't reason with that. There is no arguing. Uh, there's no discussion. There's nothing. And um, it's sad, but it's also an indication of how things can uh, become dangerous. And uh, that hit Mr. Hamley pretty hard. It was obvious to see from his videos when he was uh, initially discussing this. Uh, telling people what had happened and all that. And uh, I think the weight of it, and more than the actual uh, physical attack, was that, you know, you, you start to sink in that, well, you know, the guy could have had a weapon, uh, a knife, uh, a gun, or uh, a hammer or something. If he'd hit him with a hammer, uh, <laughs> Hamley could be dead. Um, or so badly injured, he never, uh, his life is irrevocably changed. Um, so... So that's the seriousness of that it comes into rather than a lot of people were telling me just brush it off. It's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. Uh, it's a very big deal. And this guy needs to be made an example of. If you don't like Hambly or what he says and all that, you don't have to watch his videos. You can roll your eyes and shake your head at that. But there again proves the point. You can't deal with the reality. Nobody can make you watch this guy. Now, a lot of people are upset at him because he exposed problems within the Magic the Gathering community of having these judges who have pedophilia in their background. Gee, what a horrible guy Hambly is for pointing that out. That's something you probably need to know. Uh, but, <laughs> but I guess if one of those guys was your buddy, you're going to stand with your buddy no matter what, I guess. I don't know. I, you know... There's nothing Hambly did that would deserve this type of derision to the point that somebody would, you know, beat him on the head. So, uh, anyway, it took a while. Well, not, I'm going to say it took a while. It didn't take very long at all, actually. Uh, he didn't get a good look at the guy. Uh, he did give out a brief description. 
And boy, it didn't take long. <laughs> His audience went to work, and uh, this guy was found. And boy, that was uh, pretty impressive. So... Uh, yeah, I added some artwork to it. Uh, 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 one of his live streams, it was kind of this joke. Say, hey, you need to make a T-shirt that says I I went to uh, Gen Con 2018 and all I got was a punch in the head. or <laughs> I forget the exact wording, but I, I did write it out for the uh, art design. And so I think some other people have contributed also. So there'll be probably quite a few of those at his store. But uh, mine's the one where it's a portrait of Jeremy with a Band-Aid on his head. <laughs> And some stars swinging around it, and the words, yeah, all I got was a punch in the head. So, uh, so you can contribute to that. You can buy uh, his T-shirts. So those are cool. You can get my artwork there uh, on his T-shirts. There's that one. There's the, of course, the go uh, get woke, uh, go broke <laughs> shirt, and a, a new series that came up with called uh, "Do as I say, not as I do." And uh, that's another, uh, that's perfect of the SJW uh, philosophy because they can engage in violence and commit crimes and vandalism and stuff like that and beat people. Uh, but if you do it, it's a horrible crime. Uh, so, yeah, I did a couple of cartoons of those too for his shirts, and you can check that out at Crypto Fashion uh, under the store, the quartering. Uh, but yeah, this brings up the point a lot of people were jumping on him saying, uh, Ah, oh, you're a pussy. You should have uh, fought him like a man or whatever. Well, it's a sucker punch, and this is all probably over pretty quickly anyway. However, if Jeremy had landed a punch on this guy, you, you know the story would be orchestrated to where he was the aggressor. He's the violent one. What he did was unforgivable. Whatever. There is no logic with these people. And uh, that becomes more of the problem. If you could just argue with them, it, you'd win, of course, and that's the problem. <laughs> so they go off in these crazy tangents. Most of the time, it's just them ranting and raving on Twitter and that sort of thing. But on occasion, it does end up like this. And, of course, that's the explanation for groups like Antifa, which are just violent thugs, you know, beating people, uh, vandalizing property and all that sort of thing. Um, so... That happens for people who just can't deal with the reality that somebody out there just doesn't think like they do. And, of course, they immediately say, well, that's because they're Nazis. <sighs> None of these people have encountered Nazis except for the one they see in the mirror. Uh, they're using fascist tactics to fight fascism. <laughs> they use sexism to fight sexism. They use racism to fight racism. Yeah, the New York Times just... Just hired a racist, but it's okay because she's Asian and she's upset with white people. So uh, that's how you fight racism. You attack white people <laughs> with racism. And uh, that's the world we live in. And um, the best you can hope for is that these people uh, remain without power. And uh, that's why it's important to vote. <laughs> and so... Uh, is how you gauge this sort of thing. And uh, and also uh, speak out about it, as Jeremy did. And uh, his audience came together. They came around and they helped him out. Uh, he's raised the money for his legal funds that uh, Ethan Van Skyver helped out with. And uh, he, he, he so he's got that going for him. He's got his store and he's got his audience. And uh, he's able to uh, point this out. And people, people will see the truth. And most people will come to the right conclusion on this. 
And this guy needs to be made an example of that if you're going to pull this little, this crap, there will be penalties, and there should be. This is a crime. There is no justification for it. You don't just jump some guy sitting at a table talking to people because, you know, he saw a tweet he posted or, or a video he did. I mean, that's insane. And, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. So, uh, yes, there will be consequences. And best of luck to Jeremy Hammy. I'm uh, sorry this happened to him. Uh, he, he's a nice guy. Uh, and uh, he, the last person who deserved any kind of treatment like this. But, again, the weird world we live in. Where incidents like this can happen and even be cheered on by people who should know better, like uh, Ben McShane. Uh, bringing it back to that, just one more little detail here, because uh, I don't, I can't remember if I covered this in the last Nelson show, but of course, Chris Hardwick, um, who founded the Nerdist, where Ben uh, McShane uh, produces a podcast there. Um, well, they uh, disavowed uh, Chris Hardwick immediately when his ex-girlfriend claimed that he was domineering and controlling and all that sort of thing. Uh, and then he immediately had all the evidence on his side that proved she's full of shit. Uh, she cheated on him. He broke up with her. He moved on with another woman. They got married. He's having a child with her and she can't get over it. And uh, all the texts where she's begging him to come back to her and all this sort of crap. Uh, that whole story. So at least AMC stepped up and said, okay, we're, we're changing course. He can have his talking dead show back. Uh, but what about the Nerdist, the very podcast network that he founded? I don't know yet, but at this point, after what they did, if I was Hardwick, I'd tell him to kiss his ass, you know? Um, so, uh, but meanwhile, you've got McShane here who uh, says, yeah, I'm glad a Nazi got punched. <laughs> uh, and he doubles down on it and all this sort of thing. So, hey, Nerdist, um, this guy advocates political violence. He's not talking about free speech. He's not talking about protest. He's not talking about petitioning your government. He's talking about beating people he doesn't like. Um, what are you going to do about that? Because, see, that's what a Nazi does. They beat down and eventually kill people they don't like and don't agree with. And he openly states this. He just says, no, no, you're the Nazi. <laughs> well, that doesn't make it okay just because Ben McShane declares people he doesn't like Nazis. No, no. So, gee, Nerdist, you, had, you, got, you uh, banned a guy for who founded you <laughs> uh, over BS, now you have a guy who openly admits he supports violence in politics. He's still going to be there? You might want to think about that. All right. Uh, all the best to Jeremy Hambly. Terrible thing that happened. Uh, hope it, uh, works out for him. I will be watching it as it goes forth and, uh, hope justice is done in this case. And a surefire example is made of this creep who, uh, decided that, uh, the rules don't apply to him and let's teach him otherwise. All right, we're gonna take a break and then we're going to come back 
with uh, a special episode of the American Super Society, although it will be referred to as American Super Squad. You see, uh, I tried to do a comic book years ago, back in 2006, um, and it featured a lot of these characters I've been using in my superhero parodies uh, and audio plays, uh, most notably Night Night. And this was called Wonderware, and this will be the first issue. And basically, I'm just reading from the comic book uh, as it was at the time, and then uh, adding in the sound effects. And I could have sworn some of these stories I actually rewrote and used in some Night Night stories and stuff like that. But I couldn't find them. <laughs> so, could be my memory's wrong. Um, but anyway, here it'll be and probably presented again. But this will be from Wonderware 1, uh, that issue. Uh, and I split it in two parts. So it'll be part one, and then next week we'll do the next part. And, uh, it's, you know, it's Night Night, Sun King, all that. It's like a, a soap opera version of the Super Friends was the idea. So it starts off right off the bat in soap opera uh, territory. And then it goes on into a typical Super Friends uh, type story that they did. In fact, it's based on one that really did happen in the Super Friends where, I don't know, some scientist invented a shrink ray and then ends up getting shrunk by his partner and nearly killed. <laughs> and then the Super Friends have to save him. So that'll be next after the break. Stick around for that. And I'll see you then. Yes. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Man dies after prankster used compressor to blow air into his backside. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A man was killed by his colleague during a prank that has gone wrong. 46-year-old Akiko Ishimaru of Japan was working in a manufacturing plant when he died after his co-worker jokingly blasted air from an air compressor into his bottom. The victim complained that he was feeling ill and was rushed to a hospital where he succumbed to injuries. Police arrested the 34-year-old colleague, Yoshiyaki Yoshida who told officers that he had no idea such a prank could kill someone. Really? According to Ibaraki Prefecture Regisitaki police, the men were on a break at their jobs at Ibaraki, Tsukuba City, and were clowning around. Ishida took the pipe from an air compressor and pushed it between the victim's buttocks over his clothes and blasted him with air! Sadly. The strong pressure of the air compressor went into the victim's body and injured him. The initial investigation suggests that the air released in Ishimuru's body fatally damaged his lungs. So when seeking a breath of fresh air, you take it in through the mouth or nose. Not, not, not your ass. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. like the sound of my voice yes you know you do and you want to hear it in the best way possible so why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from tweaked audio key features include eight colors and styles mic'd and non-mic'd versions designed to sound great for music and talk 
noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. I like beer. That's why I drink it. Ain't got nothing better to do. Might as well drink beer. Beer. Here's the movie that inspired Night of the Living Dead. The Last Man on Earth. Vincent Price stars as the only uninfected man from a plague that has turned humanity into a race of undead vampires. Well, they don't drink blood. They don't turn into bats, sunlight bothers them but doesn't kill them, and they have reflections but they don't like looking at them. But hey, they do come back from the dead so there's that. Anyway, despite being slow, clumsy, and mostly harmless, Price finds them annoying enough to kill them. After a day of killing, he goes home, gets drunk while watching home movies, and cries himself asleep to jazz records. Also, as a bonus to this deal, you get Chapter 1 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Flash tries to stop mean spaceships from pissing all over the earth. This film, like many of the films in my store, includes music by Kevin MacLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Cellfy.com slash Nelson and start watching films with me. That's Cellfy, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, Nelson. It's just that simple. Hooey! Where could I get a shirt like that? <laughs> oh, you need only look at the Mr. Nelson stores and shops. Stores and shops? You mean there's more than one? That's right. You see, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where there's all sorts of hats and shirts and sweaters and other good things like that with all kinds of Nelson art. And of course, the Mr. Nelson Show logo. Or you can head over to Society6 for the other Mr. Nelson store where there again, more articles and apparel and other nice little things with Nelson art all over them. And last but not least, you can head to the Teespring store, the Mr. Nelson shop, where, yes, you guessed it, more Nelson shirts and mugs and stickers and other great cool things of Nelson art. All there for you. So, of course, the choice is yours. The stores are many. So look up Mr. Nelson stores at Mr. Nelson shop at Society6Zazzle.com and Teespring.com. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> nah, well, don't. And now, back to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Superheroes. They risk life and limb in a never-ending war against the forces of evil. And they do it all in their underwear. Albeit flashy underwear, but underwear nonetheless. Using powers in high-tech gadgetry for the greater good is understandable. But to do it in golden panties is somewhat odd. Especially if you're a man. It's a fashion statement, if ever there was one. But what is the statement? 
Is this a uniform for an elite club? Are they saying, I'm special and you're not? Or perhaps it's this. When you can lift aircraft carriers over your head, you can damn well wear whatever you want. And now it's time for the adventures of the world's greatest superheroes, the ASS American Super Society. Nielsen Productions presents Wonderware. One terrible tiny tale. Our story begins in the bedroom of supermodel Zara Zillion, who is, in reality, the superheroine Moon Woman. And right now, she is in bed with a man. No, not her husband, Joe Journal, secret agent, who is, in reality, superhero spectacular man. No, she's in bed with Mark Milktit, who is, in reality, superhero Sun King. When suddenly, the bedroom door opens to reveal Spectacular Man. Damn it, Moon Woman! While I'm out saving the world, you're in bed with Sun King! Spectacular Man! I, I can explain! It, it's not what it looks like! Save it, Moon Woman! Well, I guess this was inevitable. We always knew that the sun would one day hump the moon. Why, Moon Woman, why? What made you turn your radioactive cheeks towards him? Was it those silky golden locks? Those glowing baby blue eyes? Are those chiseled, rock-hard washboard abs? God, Joe, it's just... But everything about you was so misleading. You're not at all spectacular, and as far as you being a man... Well, let's just say the jury's still out on that one. Damn you, woman! What's that excuse for a heart pumps your blood? You don't totally kick a man when he's down... That's just it, Joe. When in all two lustless years of our marriage have you ever gone down? For God's sake, Zara, we're super-duper heroes. We have certain standards to uphold. We can't be ruled by our selfish passions and desires. Being super-duper makes me a super-duper woman with super-duper needs. Basically, I get super-duper horny. So that's it, huh? You go spread eagle for golden boy here, and it's all my fault for not vacuuming your carpet? Give me a break! I... I can't help the way I am. A freak nuclear accident is to blame. As for us, I have only one regret. That we couldn't finish because you barged in on us. Well, I guess this just goes to show who the real super-duper hero here is. And it's the one who has got his pants on! Bearing witness to all of this is, of course, Sun King, standing there with a pillow over his crotch in shame. He's, He's right. right. My, My God, God. What's, what's wrong with me? Am I really good enough to be a Wonderware friend? The next day, high above the Earth, in our hero's satellite headquarters of the American Super Squad, aka the ASS, where they gather together to discuss their endeavors. I, Sun King, chairman of the American Super Squad, call this meeting to order. Since crimes are impossible to predict, we can't do much about ordinary criminals at large. So the public sees us as useless freaks running around in flashy super underwear. Fortunately, we have the supervillain factor, which is our expertise. And so Sun King walks over to a wall, upon which are images of the worst supervillains known to mankind. These six are our main supervillains that are known to be at large. 
Mr. Menace, the Pink Elephant, Bewitcher, the Fooler, the Flying Pig, and Maiden Mud are out there. So be on the lookout, gang. Observing all this is the Dark Avenger known as Night Knight, the Flying Pig, the gymnastic mistress of illusion. She doesn't belong up there with the rest of those common criminals. Deep down, she's just a delicate, sweet, innocent flower. A flower that was rudely and brutally plucked and corrupted by that asshole, the Pink Elephant. Come on, Night Knight, you're on my team. <laughs> team? Uh, team for what? Dr. Choi has a new invention he wants us to look at. But uh, what about the Fooler and... Uh, don't worry about that. I'm sending Spectacular Man and the Flea out on patrol. They can deal with the Fooler's gang. <laughs> and I suppose my soon-to-be ex-wife is also on your team, right, Sun King? D all right, damn it. You're out of line. Don't air dirty laundry. Well, now I'm impressed. At least you admit it's dirty. Just remember, it's your laundry. Come on, Flea. Let's get the hell out of here. We gotta show the world it still has some decent heroes left. And as Spectacular Man and the Flea, fastest bug man alive, who is in reality photographer Bubba Suds, Sun King lowers his head in shame, only to be interrupted by the aquatic superhero Amphibious Man. Hey, uh, Sun King, uh, I want to be on your team, too. Uh, uh yeah, sure, Amphibious Man. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you forgot to invite me along for the ride? I guess I get in the way over your drooling over moon slut. <laughs> now, come on, damselfly. No, no, I, uh, I, I just, you know, I figured you'd be busy with the bookstore. <laughs> Damn it, Max. I, I don't work at the bookaroo anymore. Shut. You don't care about me. Hell, you don't even know me. Some frog prince you turned out to be. What do I have to show for it? And as a teary-eyed damselfly, who is in reality Maggie Thighs, leaves the room, her boyfriend, Amphibious Man, who is in reality Max Thimble, ponders this terrible turn of events, only to leave the room himself and head to the break room and open the fridge and get out a beer, open it, and drink it down, only then to catch a glimpse of Moon Woman's perfect ass and her oh-so-tight white tights. So he follows her to join the rest of Sun King's team. The American Super Squad will be right back after these important messages. From the brilliant talent of director Alan Smithy comes the stunning mystery thriller Dead Man Reek, starring Brick Mason as private detective Rock Stiffrod. I knew I was in trouble the moment I saw her. You see, she was all woman. With breasts and everything. I'll get straight to the point, Stiffrod. I've made enemies, and at my age, killing me would give them little satisfaction. But hurting my young wife, May December, well, that would be a fate worse than death to me. I need you to protect her, Stiffrod. You have to understand, my wife is a complicated woman. I'm sorry? Complicated, you know, complex. Oh, oh, oh complicated. I thought you said constipated. No. Also starring Mona Breastheave in a career-making role as May December. I hate you. Oh? And why is that? 
because you made me fall in love with you. There's two kinds of women in this world, Stiffrod. Top heavy or fat ass. When you get both, then that's Nirvana. Or also known as May December. What can I say? Evil or not, but it's right. It's right. Because I was coming down with all kinds of top heavy fat ass fever. All the lies and lust and lethal force guaranteed to distract you from your boring, pathetic lives. Dead men reek. Rated R. Sue, what is this? Oh, Betty, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, I know. It's Wonder Rose. <laughs> That's right, girls. Whenever you hear that delightful sound, you know that it's the Wonder Rolls man with his super deluxe form-fitting vibrating crotch pantyhose designed to make you feel good. The Surgeon General has determined that Wonder All's pantyhose can lead to severe swamp ass, causing rashes, hives, oozing boils, and may develop into foul, odorous button crutch rot. Men should never wear Wonder All's, as spontaneous castration may result. So don't be a Sometimes, I feel fat and unattractive. But then, I go shop at Walmart, where the average customer is at least 400 pounds, and I'm nowhere near in that ballpark, so I feel great. <laughs> Thank you, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, where you can simply look around and feel better about yourself. Unless, of course, you're a regular. And now, back to the American Super Squad. Meanwhile, down below on Earth, our adventure begins at the old abandoned science labs. Success! Success at last! I have finally enlarged this banana with the resizer. Think of it. With this technology, we could feed the world. Feed the world? <laughs> We're rich. Rich, I tell you. Sure, they all laughed at me in high school. Well, now I'm going to own their asses. Then we'll see who's laughing. No, <laughs> uh, Mark. We will not market this technology. We will give it away to the United Nations to share with the world. Right, Anne? Um, uh... What?! I left a job at NASA for this project and you expect me to just sit by while you give all my hard work away?! Is this the thanks I get for being loyal to you? Now, Mark, I've gotten by as a part-time dishwasher. I see no reason why you and Anne can't do the same. Our lives should be driven by science, not petty, silly things like, like money. To hell with that. Science doesn't pay the bills, Dr. Choi. Science doesn't get you cars, swimming pools, and blondes with big, fat, bouncing titties. However, if you want to remain small time, then I am only too happy to oblige you. What? What are you? Oh, no! Suddenly, utilizing the resizer, Mark reduces Dr. Choi and his assistant hand to a mere six inches in height. You, you can't do this to me! Looks like I just did do this to you, Dr. Choi. Damn it, Mark! Why'd you shriek me? I wasn't against selling the resizer! Well, I'm terribly sorry, Anne, but you see, I'm doing something unethical and quite illegal here. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll both understand that I can't have any witnesses. Now, 
what to do with you. Hmm. Well, the toilet is out of order, so I guess the flushing option is a no-go. So I suppose that leaves the backyard. No, dance! And the dog poo! Ignoring their pleas, Mark walks to the back door, opens it, and tosses them out into the yard. So long, losers. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Please, don't leave us at here. Don't worry. I'll be back soon. With a lawnmower! <laughs> As our sinister villain returns to his lab, smug in his apparent triumph, he is startled by... Hi, I'm Sun King, and we are the American Super Squad. We're here to see Dr. Choi about his latest project. Oh, shit! I, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen him all day today. Jeez, I, I can't imagine where he could be. Hmm, that's strange. He called us some time ago, saying he had a new invention to show us. New invention? <laughs> Why, I have no idea what that could possibly be. No, no, not a clue in the world. Offhand, I'd guess his new invention was this curious doohickey, since it seems to be the only piece of equipment in this lab. Hmm, yes, I think you're right, Night Knight. Good work. Your detective skills never cease to amaze even me, as wonderful as I am. Well, this shit looks cool. I wonder what it does. What? No, Bobo, you idiot. Don't touch anything. Unfortunately, Bubo, who is in reality Dick Sprung, half-brother of billionaire Playboy subscriber Lyle Richmond, who is in reality Night-Night, does indeed touch something on the contraption, which, as it happens, is the Miraculous Resizer. And once activated, well... Bubo suddenly finds himself hanging from the Resizer, which is now suddenly enormous! Whoa! What the hell? What just happened? You shrunk us all down to bug size, you idiot! Right after I specifically told you not to touch anything! But did you listen? No! God damn it, Boobo! You'd better just stay up there and hung up on that, that contraption! Because if you come down here, I'm so mad I'm gonna kick your ass in the next week! Hmm. I think I may know what happened to Dr. Joy. Right. He must have accidentally shrunk himself. Hmm. Yes, that's my thoughts exactly. I'll save my alien abduction theory for later. Well, let's take lemons and make lemonade, gang. In our shrunken state, we can all better search for Dr. Choi. Let's hop to it. Wait a minute. How the hell are we going to get back to normal? Though, I'm sure this fine, upstanding gentleman will help us with that problem once we complete our search. <laughs> the American Super Squad are now at my mercy! <laughs> hey! Anybody gonna save me? Indeed, Boobo, the Squire Wonder, who is in reality Dick Sprung, half-brother to Lyle Richmond, who is in reality Night-Night. Indeed, will anyone save the American Super Squad from their terribly tiny torment? Find out in the next exciting episode of the American Super Squad in part two of one terrible tiny tale. The ASS, the American Super Society, is a Nelson production. All characters are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. The American Super Squad. I changed it to society, kind of as a 
I don't know, an homage to the Justice Society, which was a precursor to the Justice League, but also because I think Marvel was doing like a, a, a children's cartoon based on their superheroes uh, called Super Squad. So I figured, oh, well, I guess better change. But of course, obviously, because it's like the Justice League, the Justice League of America was JLA. So <laughs> I said, I need one that spells out ASS. <laughs> so. Tee hee, tee hee. Uh, there it is. So we'll continue that next time. Uh, again, uh, best of luck to Jeremy uh, Hambly and his efforts. And also, and some uh, some good news uh, is that Tommy Robertson, the uh, British guy who uh, uh, has been getting into trouble because of his strong views on Islam and uh, some of the negative impacts it's had on Britain, especially with the influx of refugees who uh, aren't really interested in becoming British. <laughs> and uh, even in the face of uh, 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 grooming gangs that groom uh, underage girls for sexual slavery, um, uh, he uh, speaks openly about it and they lock him up for doing so, even though the information he discussed was in public uh, from the BBC. So the charges against him were bogus. And, uh, uh, even if you don't like the guy, you, you've got to concede his case is now stronger and the authorities case is much weaker. Uh, he came out, uh, having lost a lot of weight. Uh, he didn't trust the, the food because they were being prepared by Muslims. Uh, there were Muslims in there who wanted to kill him. He had to be put in solitary. Uh, he had to be closed off from them because, uh, they were putting feces into his cell. Uh, just lovely. Uh, and the idea that the authorities had no idea he would be mistreated like that is nonsense. Uh, this was to break the man and push him down and make an example of him and teach him a lesson that you don't buck with the, the man. And, uh, gee, are they really that gung-ho to uphold Sharia and all that sort of thing? Well, partly in the PC cult, uh, where you surrender to what you perceive as the underdog of the world, the third world, uh, uh, the uh, you know the, the marginalized and what have you, and uh, you're privileged just by looking like you do, and that sort of thing. So you owe it to them, and uh, your best bet is to punish others <laughs> before you do, and that sort of thing. It, it ends up in a bizarre uh, cycle. But another uh, more pressing concern is that their ideas and allowing uh, uh, wide open uh, uh, immigration and wide open uh, refugees into the country with very little vetting um, uh, has put the citizenry at risk. And there's scandal after scandal there, and they try to cover that up. And then you have somebody like Tommy Robinson stirring it up. They can't have that because it exposes their incompetence and their inability to do their job, which primarily is to defend and protect their citizenry. And they didn't. So they can't have somebody pointing that out. So they tried to uh, wield power over him and push him down uh, because he said something they didn't like. And now it's pretty well exposed. So again... His case is now much stronger, theirs much weaker, and probably rightfully so, because uh, they're not doing their job. So, uh, boy, they can protect you from guys like Tommy Robertson saying something, but they can't seem to protect your daughters from rapists. Huh, that's tough, huh? Yeah. So, uh, yes, abuse of power by authorities over something someone said is wrong, and, of course, someone uh, deciding to beat the crap out of somebody because 
they said something you didn't like is also just as wrong. So, gee, I hope we all learned a lesson today. <laughs> uh, come back uh, next Wednesday and we'll do it all again. Uh, I am working on a project for Gonzo. Uh, it's looking like it'll be like a 30-minute animated type deal program. And uh, depending on how long it takes, I'm testing this out and not sure that I can actually commit to doing that. Uh, if I can, because I've been trying to promote my own uh, channels with my cartoons and, and commentary videos and stuff like that. It's just not really getting anywhere. And so I thought, well, if you know, I do this for Gonzo with their audience, maybe uh, they'll get some traction on it. I don't know. So seeing how that will go, I might be going back to just Saturday shows for the Nelson show. But your main Mr. Nelson show will be here. I, I'm thinking of calling the Gonzo one uh, Nelson Theater, something like that. Because uh, I'll be doing a kind of a mystery science theater type deal on that as well. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And uh, so, yeah, I might be going once a week again uh, because I'm doing Rob Saul. I'm trying to do things for uh, Pat Dixon's uh, show and so on and so forth. Trying to keep as many opportunities open as possible to see if that gets some notice and people might take an interest and what I can do, and uh, well, one can dream, can't they? Yes, they can. So uh, that may or may not happen, but just giving you fair warning, yeah, I am working on that, and we'll see what comes with it. Uh, so there you go, And uh, but but definitely there will be a Nelson Show Wednesday, uh, if, if, if all it is is another Wonderwear episode, <laughs> it might be, but uh, we'll see. All right, thanks for uh, listening, and uh, like I said, we'll, we'll do it again. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. is CNN. <laughs>